0: You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership, and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Empire of Rust, the one and only, the singular Transformers RPG podcast i don't know how much long i'm gonna be able to say this the transformers rpg the the pdf came out in uh, in august and uh and yeah the the actual like the book is gonna be out like really soon if it's not already out now so we'll have to see uh, where where people go with that who knows we might not be able to say we
2: are the only one
3: anymore longest running
2: that would be awful That'd be so unpleasant, you know.
3: The Longest Running should be our (laughs) our new uh, title.
2: I can do that. I can do that. Well, we were the first, so you can always say the first, but you can't say the only. You can get rid of the only, and then it's still good.
3: The
1: first and longest running Transformers RPG podcast.
3: Yeah. There you go. First trademark trademark Adam. It's
2: like the (laughs) the longest running uh, heavy metal station in the world is in Brazil. And it's, when did it start? fifty years ago or something like that. And it's in hmm. a When did
3: heavy on? metal
4: start? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: It was probably before heavy heavy metal was mainstream. Yeah. They have a
2: big they've a, they a big metal scene down there apparently. And I was like, oh cool. I didn't know that. I can
4: dig it. Bone, bone travail. I know there's a hotel, I think it's in or an in or an inn or whatever you call it. In like China. that has been open since like seven sixty seven or something like that. <laughs> Wow. In wow, the same man. family,
2: wow! That's where uh, Hob and Morpheus meet every century. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is a light bulb in a fire station somewhere in the U.S. that's been on for seventy years.
4: It's the yeah, the yeah, the, the unlimited the. Imp- yeah. Eternal fireball, light bulb, fireball. Bulb. Man, I can't get the speech right today. We're in trouble today, guys. <laughs> the, the eternal well, fireball. <laughs> have you two met? The, the limited fire
3: bulb. <laughs> that sounds like a
2: cool gun, actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Mike, I I wanted to mention that I finished up uh, the uh, the latest Orville season. Yes. Did you?
0: I did. What do you think? I enjoyed it. It was quite different. Yep. But I thought it was—I thought it was good. I uh, especially liked the last episode. I thought that—that that was closer to season two style than any of the other episodes. I think.
3: Did you right. think guys only start watching that like an hour ago? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a short season for those that are binging this show. <laughs> <laughs> More like two or three hours. That's all, but we still managed to
1: do the whole thing. <laughs>
3: Amazing. Yeah. So what do you think, Mike?
1: It was really, really good. I. It actually was my. I think my favorite. My favorite season so far of the Orville. So I really, I really like that, and I really did like that they they toned down the comedy like, quite a bit. And yeah. it feels very, very like next generation, very Star Trek, and yes, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah if you like uh, Star Trek, this season is definitely the closest to it than the previous ones, um so that that's one of the bonuses I think uh, that made it so good. um I did miss some of the comedy because there were some episodes it was like zero or very, very little, sure, but uh other than that, you know, I really enjoyed it,
1: yeah, no I, I... I said, I definitely, and I definitely enjoyed it. I, I hope that it is coming back for a season four and I hope they kind of continue a, a kind of a similar like theme to this.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: What about, uh, like, so when you're like, when you're watching like like a Star Trek series or like an Orville like this, I mean, what kind of like stories are you looking for? Is it, are you looking for something that has like comedy to it? Are you looking for more like hard sci-fi kind of stuff? What are you uh, like? What are you looking for?
4: Me? Yeah, you.
1: <laughs>
4: He's like that's not uh, to you Mike. I wasn't in a deal for me to answer two questions. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it changed my contract. Um
0: I don't know. It uh it depends on the type of show. Like, um I guess mostly story for sci fi. Um as long as it's got a good story. It could be serious, it could be comedic, whatever. I I think Orville was different because it was Really, other than like Spaceballs, one of the only comedy sci-fis in existence. Um, and there, there's others that had like little comedy to it, but it, that was one of the main uh, draws for the orbital. I mean, the orig- the first season was a little overdone, but they started to tone it down a bit and it got better once they started doing like serious stories with comedy. And I think that was a good mix that they found a good balance for in season two. Have you
1: seen Lower Decks at all? I saw the first season. I haven't seen the second one yet. Like that kind of comedy? Is that what you're like? What you can enjoy?
0: I can, I enjoy it. That's typically not what I. If I'm looking for a sci-fi show, that's not typically what I'm looking for. But as a comedy sci-fi show, it's funny. I enjoyed watching it.
4: Okay. I mean, I I enjoy sci-fi horror a lot, but it's hard to find good ones. You know. Ever since I've seen, uh, you know, Event Horizon, it's like Event Horizon and not yep. Event Horizon. <laughs> it's pretty <Yeah>. much, <laughs> this is <laughs> not Event Horizon.
1: Um, yeah. Does it have to be like Starship based or like space based no, like no, that, or can care. it be like any kind of sci-fi? Any horror? kind,
4: any kind. You know, I enjoyed Cube. Okay. It was like the old Doctor Who is the things I really like a lot. I um, still do. Um, a couple of the episodes actually were written by Douglas Adams, and you can totally see a sense of humor in them.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
4: Oh, if you watch right. The Pirate Planet, he wrote that one, and you can totally <laughs> see it. Interesting. Um, but he has a cyborg pirate that uh, runs a planet that flies through space, pretty much.
2: Aren't all planets flying through space? Oh, yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) This one's hollow and it disappears and reappears on other planets.
2: That's (laughs) unique. The citizens' reactions
4: were funny because they, because they, 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 every time, you know, every time they start running out of money, he announces a new golden age. So they teleport to a new planet. And then, of course, the mines all fill up again. Huh. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it just fills up again. It's like, is that wrong? He's like, and Doctor Who, the Doctor's like, it's an economic miracle. Of course, it's wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about something like Sphere?
4: I liked, I liked Sphere. Okay, um, yeah, I think I'd want to watch it again sometime because it, I, I actually really liked it, the weird ones like that. So, what was the recent one? I, uh, it, Cloverfield, Conundrum, or whatever. It Cloverfield
1: was a was a movie that
4: was not very recent, but yeah, it's a different. It was
0: the third part of that series, the it Paradox
4: Clo- Cloverfield Paradox, something like that. Yeah, it actually has yeah. nothing, nothing. I wouldn't, I, I hesitate to explain what it does and doesn't have to do with the series, <laughs> <laughs> very little, very little, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they have things like the, the like dimensions, like it has to do with time travel and spatial dimensions. And one time they find some guy's hand running around the. Detached from his body somewhere in the, in the spaceship. Ooh. Yeah. The strange ones are fun.
2: I like a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I find that I'm, at this point, I'm more impressed by good writing than I am by special mm. effects. Uh, that being said, I really enjoy when super science is done well. You know, like, I like the cutting edge kind of like, you know, where science and magic kind of meet sort of thing. Like, not in like, oh, there's actual magic, but it's just like, that's miraculous. Like, how, like, we don't understand that. Like, that's amazing. Uh, coupled with genuine depiction of alienness. Because almost all the sci-fi that we end up dealing with is just like, oh, wow, look at these humans with weird ears. And you're like, <laughs> aliens are fucking alien like they are so radically different from us like and not just in physicality but in mentality and when a show can show that in a way that is like you're like wow like that made me uncomfortable but not necessarily in a bad way but it was just like like imagine a culture that didn't understand the concept of should interesting mm. you know or Like, the idea that, like, oh, the the idea of separation of identity. Like, I mean, you're like, whoa! Like, that stuff's fucking great. And I, so, like, you know, it doesn't have to be a TV show, it could be a comic book. Like, Orbiter blew my mind, like, made me cry reading that graphic novel because of how well they did the alien mindset. And, you know, I I like, this is, it's not necessarily a sci-fi thing. I, I, can't stand it when shows have characters that just have absolutely ridiculous character flaws just to create drama. Like, you can have competent, well-communicating people working together and still have a shit stuff that go wrong, but it doesn't have to be like, well, why did it go wrong? Because I didn't tell you, because I'm an asshole! <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, oh, come on! Like, like yep, yep. together! You know, it's just like, and I think that star trek the next generation did that really well like there were no weak links everybody was good at what they did and it was still hard and that's proof like you don't have to have someone who's like hey i, I just have that impulse to just throw wrenches when we're in the uh the the generator room and oh whoop it happened like it does every week like you know <laughs> so, so just, it's so true it's so true so I, yeah, I, s- I, have, I have strong feelings about this sort of stuff. So it's like I like alienness, <laughs> I like high technology, I like I like it when sci-fi shows us what's possible as opposed to the death of our world. You know, like so like this like post-apocalyptic horror stuff just kills my soul. But when you show me something that's post-scarcity and it's about exploration and knowledge and like that, oh, lights me up. Like I love that stuff.
1: There's a book series I might actually recommend to you based on that. Uh by a guy named Jack Campbell. It's called like the Lo- Lost Fleet series.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm unfamiliar.
1: Well, good. I can actually recommend it then and you won't know anything about it. <laughs> but <laughs> but it it does portray uh alienness. Like there's not a ton of alien like civilizations in that story. It's more about the kind of like restoration of of intelligence and of like society to to, to like human space, right. but there are some some alien civilizations in there, and they are completely like alien, like feeling, totally. Right. Uh, imagine if a, imagine if a completely different animal evolved like from, on Earth, a different animal evolved into the dominant species of life, and. Like what would that society be? Like how that would be different. Uh and there's some really great examples of things like like herd animals like uh evolving to the dominant species and how they and how they are so much different than than humans are. Right. But yeah, if you get a chance, the, the Lost Fleet series by Jack Campbell. It yeah, is a little it, bit send
2: it send me a, a message I'll forget otherwise, so I can do that. I I again, it is that's why I said it.
1: <laughs> it is a little pro-military um and that's like it is yeah, what it is
2: That happens in space a lot yeah
1: yeah but i will say that the the actual depictions of military combat in there are actually fairly really close to what is probably realistic for space combat right uh which i i kind of like i kind of like
2: it. Oh, it's yeah. like don't get me wrong i love space combat, you know what I mean? and, and But I know, like, I, I tend to really enjoy it when it makes sense. Like, you know, like, the combat in, like, The Expanse is fantastic. But that being also being said, like, when it's just fucking weird and there's like, what, what did you just throw at me? Like, a quantum nothing? And you're like, I, what is that? I don't know, but it sounds cool. <laughs> like, you know? And it's... <laughs> You know, like Babylon 5, like when you see like the first ones and they're just throwing shit. And you're like, what is, like, that's not a laser. That's not a grenade. That's like, I don't even know what that is. It's, it's an unmaking,
1: you know? It's, <laughs> What's this grenade do? It just doesn't make you
2: anymore. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, it kills you a priori. you know, like, <laughs> it's not that I'm murdering you. You would never have existed. And you're like, ah! <laughs>
4: it reminds me a little of a book I read, a Star Trek, old Star Trek book, which I do recommend called doctor's orders basically Kirk goes missing and the doctor takes over doc, doc McCoy takes over and they're they're basically visiting a planet with like three three very very weird dominant life forms like ones are like amoebas that have no diet and no cuz they don't need it you know that's sort of, and the other ones <laughs> are like living trees and the third one is but anyway the the, the battle thing he was talking about cuz there's a point where they actually get into a big space battle and and then they execute this maneuver and it's going to take 12 hours before they need to do anything else. It's just because the distances are so big at that point. And I thought that was the sort of thing. It's like, all right, yeah, we're doing this, but go take a nap because they're not going to need anything for 12 hours.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's actually a, a lot of what happens in, uh, in the Lost Fleet series where like the distances between ships and between combat is just so massive that like, a lot of it is just, all right, you know, we're... We're shooting forward as fast as we can, but it's still going to be like half a day before we get to the to firing range.
3: I'd have to say some of the really early Doctor Who stuff was kind of what got me into sci-fi. Um, but like Matt said, it was it was scary to watch as a youngin. Now, when you say the early stuff, you're talking about like the 60s stuff? Uh, no, I'm not that old. I'm well, I'm sure early, you probably 70s. saw it on reruns. Uh no. Well, they had reruns see, on PBS that forever. Coming. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Uh
1: like, I, I wasn't old enough to see a red dwarf, but you know, I can still enjoy it for what it is.
0: Oh, I forgot about oh, red oh, dwarf. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most people have.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> Shade on red dwarf. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh so the early Doctor Who stuff is what kind of got me into it. I would uh end up watching it with my father because he would he had this little black and white TV. That was set up by his bed, uh, when I was really young. And I would come in and just lay down with him and we'd watch like hockey or, or something that was on. And then he'd fall asleep. And so I got to just stay up as late as I could and just watch whatever came on next. And Doctor Who came on a lot of times and yeah, kind of got me interested and a little scared at some of the episodes. So, as a young kid, uh, uh, you don't uh, you don't have the, the the buffer in the brain to quite let you know, all right, this is fantasy, you know, this isn't possibly real, and your mind starts going a mile a minute. And suddenly, it's dark in the room, and you're v- very aware of this, so you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. Later on, I uh, got into Star Blazers on my own. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I really liked watching that. In fact, uh, I think at least fifty percent of the Lego toys that I built after I built, you know, the set from the instructions were copies of the different ships that were in Star Blazers.
4: Nice. I do agree with that because, especially looking back at when I got older, I did get scared by quite a few of the Doctor Who episodes when I was very little. Um, but now that I've You know, experienced a lot more media, and looking back, there it's almost like fifty percent horror. Sometimes there's a lot of horror beats to it, so it's like a horror sci-fi movie shows up a lot of times. You know,
1: were there any giant spiders in the Doctor Who episodes?
4: Many, actually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this last combat must have been a really familiar thing for you, Matt. There, (laughs) huh?
2: Graceful. Yeah, I remember. I remember that episode of Doctor Who where he scraped off a spider on top of a truck by going through a, a you know, a takeout a takeout station at a restaurant for robots. Now that you say it, yeah, it does sound really familiar. <laughs> familiar, yeah. It's just like,
4: <laughs> oddly enough, that's probably not the most bizarre thing that's been on that show.
5: Totally,
2: you know.
1: Wild Strike, you are still gunning the engine as you tear through the... Oh, what I name this thing? Uh, rocket, rocket Spread Glare?
2: Is that what I called this? You made a joke about eating raccoons, so probably something rocket-related.
1: Oh, yes. I was thinking the old uh, G.I. Joe cartoon. Rocket Burger. Rocket, rocket Burger. With I... the giant like red rocket on the top of the restaurant? Just I... me? I don't remember that, now. Anyway, so Outstrike, yeah, you just tore through this uh, this, this drive-thru, knocking this spider off the roof and taking a good chunk of the roof with it, uh, thanks to Carapace and uh, Denizen and Magnum all helping out to, to tear that roof off. What do you want to do? You're still going unsafely fast.
4: Uh, In mean, his mind, way too slow. I guess yeah. I'll slow down. <laughs> Can you do a Yui?
3: <laughs> Not at this speed.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you really are going like way, like, un, like unsafe, like recklessly fast oh, yeah. for, for roadways. But I'm sure you got it under control because you're just like, oh, yeah, it's just like, whatever. <laughs>
0: uh, I'll, I'll slow it down a bit. Okay. Uh, I don't remember where we were heading, but I'll go on course if we had a place.
1: I want all of you to make a quick perception check.
3: Of course.
0: 24. 24. Ooh,
3: solid. Okay. I got myself a 23. 23, also solid. Maggie Thagoras. <sighs>
4: <laughs> I'm not sure if I should answer you now. Thirty-seven.
1: Listen, if you fuck up all our names, you know what? We can mess up yours, too. (laughs) That's just
3: bad memory. (laughs) Oh, come on, Pythagnum, Get with the program. I like Pythagnum better.
1: And last, but certainly not least, Carapace.
2: 16.
1: Solid from everyone else, not from you, though.
2: Yeah, that's, that's how stats work.
1: Well, you're you're busy, you know, pushing up the the roof and getting on so You're just all excited, congratulating yourselves, like, "Yeah, I just wrecked them!" Does that sound? killed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the rest of you hear a sound of something being dragged from the back of the truck, and as you all turn around, you can see that the spider bot has snagged the back of the truck with a web and you are dragging it along with you.
3: What do you want to do? Well, I'll just jump on back there and cut it loose. So I can tell you a little bit about uh, fate weavers
2: in that uh, because they're not actually normal spiders, there's actually carbon fiber that is actually embedded in their webs, which makes it even stronger than normal. But you know what else that does? It makes it an excellent conductor.
3: conductor. Of electricity. <laughs> well then, <laughs> let's make ourselves a wee bit of roadkill, shall we? And that's actually a thing that exists in the real world, to see you guys know.
2: They've actually fed carbon to silkworms, and they have carbon fiber infused silk. Wow, that's like wow, a magic material. You know, speaking of future tech.
3: Damn. Right, I shall make my way to the back here, so I don't get any of my friends. <laughs> in the blast? <laughs> People want still no. in the car with you, but that's... Yeah, me. let's call it, let's put it in that category, <laughs> shall we? All right, and uh, since the spider is being dragged upon the web, I shall aim for uh, the spider just, just ahead of the spider. No, I'm saying that like, you can literally just
2: channel the electricity through the web and it will roll down right into its
3: spinneret. Yep, rule really cool. That's what we're doing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, I'll do my best impersonation of a Earth cartoon. Kame! And I'll let loose.
1: Do I get a reflex save or a save? No, you some don't.
3: Kind? Nope, none. It is what I'd like to say, but I'm pretty sure you're gonna get the reflex. Although, it's if, if it is penalty. still, if it's still connected to the to the weapon, and I'm channeling it straight through the weapon, there's really no chance of it really missing, unless it wants to go and fall away, which is kind of the point of it. disadvantage mm-hmm. or penalties. Man- maximize. Sure. Should I maximize it? I yes. do not
2: want this thing alive. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I have not. Yes uh done this yet so it won't be <laughs> sounds dangerous Jim <laughs> Oh it is all right so it's gonna be taking uh sixty points of damage as it's maximized. Ooh. Ooh. Ten D6 it is the range is 120 feet. I think it's well within my range. And uh where is
2: Typically, it's a reflex
3: save for half. Yep, reflex, that's what it is.
2: And what's my number? Reflex,
1: ninety. So, I did give it disadvantage on the save. The first 50. one was a 17. The second roll, though, was a 6. Unfortunately, that does actually give it a 20 on the save. So, he does make the save. Well,
2: 30 damage is still 30 damage.
1: Absolutely. Alright, Denison, yeah, you you channel your electrical blast right into the web and it streams along the web, impacting the spider and f- starting to fry it. You can see the spider like like his limbs like thrashing about right
3: there. Like, ah! Oh, this is so delicious looking.
1: <laughs> and Electricity also streams backwards towards the truck. Give me a reflex save. Everyone except Wildstruck.
3: Can I make a reflex save to rip the webbing off of the truck before it backtracks? I.e. taking it myself. Uh, you know, if you want to try that, I'm okay with it. All right, I'm going to do that then. So I'm going to make a CC19 against my own. Question. How far away <laughs> is the dragon from behind us?
1: Uh, I'll say that it is about twenty feet back
3: or so. Well, then I'll definitely be ripping that off there if I can. Here's my reflexive, and it's a twelve. So no, it did not make that. All right. Uh, that means the other two of you
1: are going to to take the damage, but you can or take some damage, but you can make a reflex save to see if you can uh, avoid the bulk of it. It's a nineteen. Uh hmm
2: Then I fail. Oh. Don't don't do that.
1: <laughs>
2: I fail to Eight. Uh,
1: and I will say fifteen points of electrical <laughs> damage.
4: <laughs>
2: Oh, okay. That's significantly less. Uh, Okay. I have electricity eight resistance, so i take seven.
1: It doesn't make sense for it to be all, like, 100%, I guess, as it, like, flows into the truck, you know?
2: Yeah. No, I I was surprised you made it come back at all.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll, uh, I'll be honest with you. (laughs) That's really how electricity works. I was never uh, (laughs) on board in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: still a good hit on the spider, but a little bit of blowback on uh, you guys as well. Uh, Magnum, you are up next. Again, trailing spider. Almost like you guys just got married. Question.
2: Uh, we haven't had time to kind of like activate the, the, the weapons that we just acquired, correct? Or I don't.
1: I don't think so because the be spider attacked fairly soon after oh. your uh, after you got out
4: of the garage. Uh, I, was, you know, I already used to wine mine once. Is that a bad problem? It's just a handgun.
1: Well, then Magnum was like, "Yeah, I'm not waiting around for this. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: found a big. I you found know, a bigger up. gun. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna get unprone and move up to the back with Denizen. Okay, and. Uh, put my hand cannon on the, the strand and take a shot at it, try to sever it. So I get a 12. Uh, well, yeah,
1: a 12 is going to hit the a non-moving object, so certainly.
4: Okay. So that is 12 points of piercing damage.
1: Piercing, you say, huh? All right, all right. I am going to say that your bullet uh, impacts the, the, the webbing. It doesn't cut all the way through, but you can see that it has cut through uh, several, like, strands of it, so about half of them. Uh, and you can see that like, the vibration has kind of, like, it, it has kind of, like, waved through the, the strand, and it has knocked the spider a little bit off balance. All right. Well, okay. That's everything I can do now. All right. Uh, Wild Strike, you maniac. It's up to you.
2: Hard turn around a corner. <laughs> Wrap this guy around a pole. <laughs>
0: yeah. True. Is there anything I can use to my advantage from the uh, roadway?
1: Uh yeah. You're still in the middle of like the city here, so if you're looking for like streetlights or something, yeah, you can find that. You can. There are plenty of like building and storefronts around.
0: Yeah, I'd say like a building I could smash into. There's
1: a, let's see, a bunch of like communications booths, power booths, or like standing around Ooh, power too.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> let's go for that. I like the way this guy thinks. <laughs> I like the way this guy drives. <laughs> Want me to do a piloting check? I like this Yeah, guy. let's
1: do it. Yeah, I do a piloting it. check. Go for it. Uh, 30. 30, all right. And you're trying to, uh, what are you trying to do? You're just trying to like, Turn hard, brake and then just like slam against something.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Up against the power booth. Up against the power booth. All right. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you you slam the brakes and turn the truck and and put it into a sharp skid. Uh, moving forward just a little bit, the momentum of the spider creature is going to just launch him forward. Uh, Denizen Magnum Carapace, you can see the, the look of shock on the spider's face as it passes within, ten, like, six feet of you.
3: Uh, and can I make it, the attack
2: of opportunity, then? You know what? Go for it. <laughs>
3: We're was all that a, here. Was like that I a random been, six feet?
2: I have reach, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I, that's, that's within my threatened, my threatened area. <laughs> that's
3: great.
1: <laughs> Just
2: imagine in slow motion like uh, so that is a that is a twenty-nine to hit. That would be a hit. And I do nine plus twenty. So twenty-nine damage and that's the spike to finally smash him into the direction of the uh <laughs> the power booth. <laughs> And he moves ten feet, you know, towards <laughs> the <faster. laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you, he flies right past you. You just you take your your fist and just bam, and just knock him forward. He goes flying. The web snaps from the impact, and he goes flying into a a recharge booth on the side of the street. Impacts the impact is so dangerous that the booth blows up. And the spider goes flying back towards the truck and lands, boom, right at your feet. Unmoving.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, I, was back, I was like, that cleans out really nicely. <laughs> Man.
1: And so ends the
3: spider. Hey, slam them into a power station. Some like it hot. <laughs> 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 you got a cooked spider right in front of you guys. What do you want to do? <laughs> are we still in motion? Yes, yeah, gonna say
1: keep going. Wild strike braked, uh right uh, in order to do the maneuver, so you are you are stopped and you have you're still in the driver's seat,
4: but you're stopped. I think we need to get out of the Dodge.
5: <laughs>
4: yeah. Sure Got sure the equivalent of but traffic police will th- probably be here soon.
2: Yeah, okay. Find a place <laughs> like inside that we can just like drive in, get out, send the truck driving away, and then we'll, you know, just move as we normally
3: do. Aye. Sounds good. I think we're in agreement here.
2: Um, when we do stop, though, we need to. Is this thing dead or is this thing just unconscious? Because I know these things can be pretty tough sometimes
1: uh carapace uh i will say that you notice uh that a data pad has been dislodged from the uh from the creature uh, as it landed has its head i uh, know it is still hanging on okay but what do you want to do with it
2: well i mean i'll i'll pick up the data pad because that's often as useful as a dead brain but hey one of you guys that can actually know if things are alive or dead can make sure this thing is dead
3: Anybody got a banana? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I will I will check uh, life science if that's all right. Go for it. Or do you want to do medicine?
2: Oh, I actually have ranks in that now. Let me, let me give you uh, a shot. You first. can. If you're actually 17,
3: life science. Yeah, you can do life science. But characters give you a hand in that Well, they're busy with that. I'll go over and pick up the data pad. Therapist already the got it. buttons here. Oh, he does. All right, never mind. There's no way I'm getting it now.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, you did say you picked it up, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Good. and you would have went back to the ship, you know, before the uh, before the the heist. So you have your
3: little your cube with you. I know, but that's all the way in my pocket. Oh no! Wait, look, it's already in my hand. How did that happen? Did <laughs> someone add a cold fusion to that? <laughs> but, <laughs> Twister, spinny toggle, toggle, toggle. Ooh, toggle. So
4: <laughs> twenty-four. Put whatever Ada Carapace gives me. Twenty-six. Ah,
1: uh, yeah, you're you're pretty convinced that it's dead.
2: All right. fricasseed spider. Can you like delve into like a dead bot's brain? Are you gonna, gonna try? Are you gonna eat that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, afterwards. But let's get the let's get the the juicy bits out of the brain first, and then then we can eat it.
4: <laughs> so we're on top of the car, right? Or we're inside, like the the back now, because there is hole. no top yeah. of the car. Okay, like... <laughs> not anymore. Okay. Yeah, you'd be in the back of the, the truck there. All right. Well, search the body and then try to extract the memory module.
1: Uh, yeah, you think uh, you take a quick look at it, and you know that time is of the essence here. You don't want to be sticking around in the middle of the the city with a, a, a dead body at your feet. Uh, but the, the the kind of quick examination you did, uh, you think that the whole thing is is fried. Uh, it's a a miracle that the datapad survived as much as it did. But you think that all the internals of this guy is uh, is so much melted slag now. Not a
3: miracle, fate. That was brilliant, (laughs) Carrot. Man, it's like you're you're waiting this your whole life to say that. All right, well, I guess it's up to you know Wildstrike to to
2: be able to say, "Oh no, she's dead."
4: (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, I'm the
3: only girl here. I can't help but take that a, a, a wee bit
2: personally. Uh, good. It was supposed to be. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, Pythagoras can uh, extract some energy on if you want.
4: Sure. I'll get some energy
3: Oh, gross. <laughs> 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 really man, Do you have to do that here out in public?
4: Well, we're in the back of a car. We're moving. No one can see.
3: And what's Carapus. the deal with taking your pants off? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Put on some to heathen
1: <laughs> Carapace, you grab the data pad uh, and if there's nothing else, wildstrike, do you want to drive us away? Yep. I'll take
2: us back. Uh, walk me through. What are you gonna do with the truck? Like I said, I think we should we should have had a pre-planned place to drive like, you know drive into a garage. We right. get out. They, the truck drives back out and keeps on going. Do we want to leave the Starscream armor in the in the truck, or do we want to keep that with us in case we need to do this again?
4: I think we should take it because if we leave it, then it's going to be obvious that someone was scars to them. Whereas if we take it, right, no, the people might know that. My students might still think it's Starscream is people's.
3: Cool. I leave the trackers in the truck unless we start yes, throwing them out the, the window yeah no the truck should be fine I think we' to throw a couple out the window that's okay it'd <laughs> be along the path that we took so far alrighty off we go with our loot that is a
1: successful heist a successful combat and yeah
2: you guys are in a good spot okay um, I will be doing as you know at least for the next hour I'm gonna be kind of like Looking over our shoulders, trying to like trek our tracks, make sure we're not leaving any traces. Cause that's what I would do.
4: I was just say, when we have achieved a safe distance, maybe I could transform and you guys can sort of evaluate what we've gotten and use, and just turn on the communicator blo- blocker and everything. Oh,
2: okay. good idea. Yeah. Good call. Are you All big right. enough to house me or am I staying outside again? No, you can get
4: in. I'm big enough. Okay.
2: I think. Well, I
4: mean a large creature squeezed into a building, I guess.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I mean I'll probably sit down and <laughs> hug my knees to my chest, but that's okay. I wanna be able to see what's going on. <laughs>
4: that's something to remember though, because Carapace can't use any of the any of like the parapets or anything like that. He can't you know you mean he can get inside that way, but you can't fight from there. Yeah, correct. Because you're too big.
2: I mean, I need another mash shift. I was gonna say you're implying that I would need to hide in you. you (laughs) (laughs) I
4: still dream of the day when everyone uses me as a little fortress. It's never gonna happen. Everyone (laughs) just sort of runs around.
2: But (laughs) I didn't know you wanted that. I can make that happen.
4: I have a shield and armor, so
1: he wants everyone inside him. I know Uh, that feeling. We
4: know.
2: I know that feeling.
1: Let's start off with uh, the the easier thing on here, uh, Carapace. Would you like to examine the datapad, or are you going to hand it off to someone else?
2: Um, I raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll hand it off to somebody that actually has ranks and computers. All right. <laughs> which is which is not which is not her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right.
1: So go ahead and give me a quick computers roll. And if someone wants to assist, you're welcome to.
0: Oh, um, I think Michael can.
1: Do it. Let's see.
2: The two Google guys are helping out, huh? I go plus two. So do I have R ranking computers? I do. But I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm in too much of a small spot.
1: So 34. Uh, this was actually really easy for you to get into. It had some very basic encryption, but nothing that posed a challenge to you. On this uh, data pad is uh, some communication and it looks like that this guy here, this spider bot was uh, effectively one of like the muscle for the the fate weavers. Uh, and for the most part, it's just communications of like here go here, protect this person, return to the hive, you know, just just basic, uh, basic communications, but one of the last things that did arrive uh, was a was a list, a list of names. Uh, first one is Wolfang, uh, along with some potential locations for these people. Uh, next to Wolfang, it actually lists uh, Iacon as the uh, as the location. That narrows it down. <laughs> uh, the second name is Pythagoras. As for location, it's just kind of just a general like like Cybertron (laughs) icon, just kind of a question mark. Uh, Yeah, a little hard to 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 track down. Certainly, Uh, the third name is a bot named Swampstone. Uh, His location is listed as Earth, and after that, uh, just a, a in parentheses Florida, and then.
4: Florida, damn it!
2: Earth, huh? Now, saying that's very interesting. And then the last name is another
1: familiar one: Rex, uh, listed in uh, on uh, Eucharist in uh, Scourge's domain.
4: I know that fella. Yeah. Is there any indication that that he has captured or captured Wolfang on the, the pad?
3: Wolfang is crossed out. Oh, dear. Has he been crossed out? Like, you know, in gangster fashion? Wolfang
2: was that wolf guy that was following me
3: around for a while, right? Yeah, he's, he's yeah yep. because you, you left him out to dry there. Yeah, that's what nature does. You should know that.
4: <laughs> he's not here. You can't <laughs> scold I'm him. I'm
3: not disagreeing with you.
4: You'd <laughs> be surprised.
0: <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> So yes, four names, Wolfgang's name is crossed out, uh, and, uh, and yeah, so do with that what you will. Uh, and now, let's take a look at the data that you folks had gotten from the Cyborg Candy Store, and I'm going to need another computer's check from you,
0: Magnum. All
4: right. Michael uh, will give you a plus two. All right. All right. 24. Total. Wow, that's a pretty low roll. I'm not you. using all the tools at my disposal. Because we're, I mean, if you guys want me to transform and and turn on the, the hat, I can get more, more, a lot more out of this.
1: So with that, uh, you're able to get into the account information. And for the most part, uh, a lot of it is just... It's just sales records, uh, and nothing really looks too suspicious or really interesting until the day that you went in. Uh, the sales records for that day shows eighty Phantom Tempests and forty Petro Rabbits, billed to account number two zero one one eight one four. Now, with that, you know what you purchased. And you know that it wasn't a Petro rabbit, so you kind of figure out that there's a a code or something to this uh, to prevent normal eavesdropping. So looking back on the sales records, several days ago, it shows that two Petro rabbits were sold to a bot named Thunder.
4: Thunder. Is he from uh-huh. down under? Thunder. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Uh, and if you want to, you can give me a wisdom check. Who, who's this? Uh, actually, any of you can give me a wisdom check, because I'm sure you've shared the information with uh-huh. everyone. Let's start off with Denizen this time. Uh,
3: why not? Want a thrill, dear. Uh, that is not very thrilling at all. It's a ten. Ten? Yep, all right. I rolled a ten. I rolled a three. We yeah, got
4: two tens. And a, and a three. No, I got two tenths. Both my characters got a 10.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Wild Strike, what'd you get?
0: I got a 12. 12?
1: Big winner. Oh, you suck yeah.
4: here. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, well, with that, I can't give you too much, but I can say that... Oh, wait, hold on.
0: I forgot Nyko. Uh, let's do it. 10. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a 10 wisdom day. <laughs> Thank you, Roll Twenty, for keeping consistent.
1: Very average. Yeah, can't give you too much, but with all of that, uh, one of you can kind of put two and two together and think that, hey, if Magnum gave an uh, an alias, then this name is also
4: likely an alias. But it has an account number, right? That they built it to. I uh,
1: know the account number that was the account number I read off was the account that your purchase is being built
4: to. So they didn't have an account number built to the one we're looking at? They did not,
1: which tells you a couple things. It was probably a person who came in, uh, like, off the
4: street. And they probably paid cash. Uh, paid.
2: Yeah, paid in shannocks. Mm-hmm. All right. Thunder. Uh, I have to go. Um, that list is troublesome to me, and I'm going to go see if Wolf Fang is actually dead or captured. Um... And assuming he is, then that means I'm going to have to go check on Rex, too. But we'll see what, you know, step one. I'll meet you guys at depth
3: charges later. Well, I like Rex. He's a fair enough fella. I'll go with you if you want. I can't stop. Well, I could stop you, but I'm not going to,
2: you know.
4: Yeah. I, 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 All right. You do you need extra help or you just want you just going to visit him right now?
2: I'm gonna go look for Wolfang right now. I'm gonna go see Lord Scourge. So, you guys, I'm not much of a talker for that sort of thing anyway. So I'd say just go talk to him. And worst case, best case, Wolfang is fine. Then I can just kind of keep coming with you. But if he's dead or missing, then my priorities will change.
3: All right, we'll keep, keep catch up with you then later. Yeah, I would say. It. Yeah, I, I would mean, say just radio. You know
2: exactly. Yeah,
3: you know exactly where
2: I'm going Yeah, Radio us
4: as soon as you know <laughs> That way, we, if you need to do more looking, we can help So, after your meeting um, he's, pro- he's probably going to be less impressed if we all showed up
2: um, Who? Scourge Lord Scourge? Oh, We're yeah We're very honest yeah, very yeah. I don't have to He's not impressed no matter what you uh, do And that's, 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 that's None
3: that's, of us have teeth, you know I don't have teeth well, Speak for yourself Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah okay well good luck I will see you guys in a bit Uh, good luck to you
3: you know I've got this really strange feeling like I'm never going to see him again (laughs) it'll (laughs) pass (laughs) so lucky it'll pass you're right he's liberated isn't he
2: (laughs) peace
3: you guys I'm going home <laughs> uh, take me with you <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. take Magnum with you
1: Carapace yeah you uh, you head on out and head on over to uh, to the, the fighting pits and Lord Scourge it's a very familiar area for you because you've been there relatively recently uh, and you know what the, the greeting is going to be. You want to take any preparations for, for this?
2: I'm going to turn on my shield. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, All I right. Activate my force field. So, And then try and roll a 20. Because <laughs> I think that's what I needed to hurt him.
1: <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's do this then. Uh, you, uh, you head on up to, to Scourge. You can see the, uh, you can see all of the the animals around him. You get nods of respect as you walk through. <laughs> Scourge gets a uh, gets his eye on you really as as soon as you enter the the arena. Oh, he misses nothing. I know nothing at all. Yeah, he walks right to the center, eyes front, and he just watches you come up to him. Okay, what are you
2: gonna, what are you gonna do? Um, I'm gonna try and uh, try and punch him come on character based natural 20 ah uh, 7 20's right next to the 7 <laughs> oh, oh.
1: Okay. you reach your arm back and you you take the swing you're ready for this this time you boom hit him square in the gut he doesn't move
5: <laughs>
1: okay he reaches his arm back bring it Nice, nice big horizontal swing comes yeah. right in, aiming right for your chest. He might miss. Who knows? Twenty five.
4: Yeah.
2: He missed me. <gasps> Ooh. Whoa.
4: Okay. Were, were, were you doing a seismic punch? Oh, of course.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but a 21's not gonna wouldn't hit me. <laughs> it's never, never, <laughs> not gonna hit him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he his fist comes in. I like to think that it, it, it hits you but you you hold your yeah you hold your pose. He impacts you but you you slide back
3: a couple of feet but you don't move. Yeah. You can see people outside the arena going, Oh the bells! The bells <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: ding! Don.
3: You hear
1: the the roar of the crowd and like there's like, cheers going off. like,
2: okay, well that, that was unexpected. Um, well met indeed, Carabus. <laughs> well met. Did you level up since last I saw you? <laughs> no, it'll, it'll be at the end of this session. Don't worry. Just, you know. <laughs> meta on it. Um, have you seen Wolfang?
5: Wolfang. The dog, right? Close enough. No. I haven't seen him in several days. I was afraid of them. Why?
2: What has happened? Has he done something to you? I had a visit from one of the servants of the Fate Weavers. And they had a list, and Wolfang's name was on it and was crossed off. So I'm trying to verify if that was if he's either captured or dead.
1: So
3: if you He'll
1: put his hand up for a moment to kinda of tell you to quiet for a second. And he will turn and
3: wouldn't he just ask the crowd?
1: He's learning diplomacy.
2: I also don't necessarily want everybody to know that the Fate Weavers are
3: here fucking with me, so.
2: Tiniest amount of discretion is
3: appreciated.
2: Appreciated.
3: Well, you are doing this on the biggest stage you've ever been on.
2: I don't know if that's true.
3: Therapist. Yeah. He did go to
2: court. I'm like, oh. I've been to court. I've been in bigger gladiator arenas than this. This is just like a makeshift one that was imported. Like, you, you, uh, you ever seen see one okay. on your car, man? Like, it's as big as Cybertron. <laughs> <laughs> Royal rumbles are a
3: serious thing there. Oh, good times. <sighs> Let's get ready to rum. <laughs> no, not the announcer. Oh,
5: God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck with that.
3: He will call over uh, a little
1: bot called Pack Rat. Pack Rat. Yes. Uh, a, he is, he's a, he's a rat. A, a somewhat large, but he's a, a blue rat.
3: Because okay. he transformed into a Pac Man?
2: <laughs> That'd be cool. Waka, <laughs> waka, waka, waka. That's Fozzie. Which you would know it's because it's... you're a bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> waka,
5: waka, waka. Waka, waka. Pac-Rat, I need information. Have your Warren seen wolfgang? There is concern that he may have lost his life.
1: Uh, and this, uh, this guy, Packrat, got this little squeaky, kind of little high-pitched, candy voice. No, 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 I haven't seen it. Not in a while. Quite a while. It
4: sounds like a knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> like it could
2: have been anyone. <laughs> Uh, but
1: I'll ask my boys if they've seen him.
2: Okay. Uh, can you tell me when he was last seen?
1: Uh, Pat rat actually, like, like, runs back a little bit, and he, uh, you can see him, like, talking to a bunch of other, like, little rat and mice. Some of them look like they haven't transformed in years.
2: Do you know what this thing actually reminds me of? It's like that's that episode with the binars in Star Trek The Next Generation where they're just kind of like, it's like oh, one second. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like they, they stalk <laughs> in binary, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, right. We just had a dissertation conversation, like, you know, because it was so fast. <laughs> yep. Uh, he comes back. <laughs>
1: the last time we saw him was seven, eight days ago. Except with the four Street Pillagers saw him rubbing
2: uh, all over your door. Okay, well, uh, I don't want to say thank you. How do I leave without saying thank you? So I'll, I'll nod to the mouse to, mouse, to the rat. I will <laughs> nod to Lord Scourge and I will just head in the direction of my, I mean, like, you know, like, they know what I'm doing now. <laughs> like, there's no conversation needed.
3: Yep. Ha ha! See you later, Carapace! <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you can and you can see several of the mice kind of like scamper out of your way as you walk off. Right. Takes you a few to get to your residence, but uh, yeah, you make it there with no problems. And you transform to your your beetle form, kind of sniff around see if you can pick up Wolfang's scent. And it is or a
2: the fake weaver scent too
1: or the fate weaver scent uh, you can pick up Wolfang scent and it is very strong uh, and it is very close oh, by. he's
4: been marking your
2: door isn't he <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you want me to roll a perception sure or survival, survival to, to track it
1: go ahead and do a survival that is that, a 30 yeah you, you can notice it's stronger by your door you think he probably has been marking it but <laughs> whatever dogs what do you know right yeah <laughs> But you can track his scent trail as it as it heads away from your, your residence. And you do get a different scent, one that's that's very familiar and very similar to the spider that you you guys fought. Uh, you track the scent and it's it leads you to behind your your residence, behind like the apartment block of your residence. And You head into the little access way behind your apartment building, and there is what looks like a pile of something kind of off in the darkness. You approach, and there is the partially eaten corpse of Wolfang. And we'll see you next time. Okay.
5: Uh, From the Secret Files of Teletran 1, Empire of Rust is written in GM by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G. Denison, the mysterious druid, is played by Adam Aichu. The Decepticon warrior Wildstrike and his partner Nyko are played by Mike M. And Carapace, the Bee soldier of primitive Eucharist, is played by Patrick Finn. Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Odway. Empire of Rust is supported by the humans and networks of planet Earth, whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music, such as Storyblocks, Zasplat, Blue Zone, and Dark Fantasy Studios. We are distributed by the Transmissions Podcast Network. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching Court of Transmissions in your podcast app of choice you can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel there you can discuss episodes talk to the cast and download the ruleset used in the Empire of Rust Teletran One signing off